that a lot of our clients experience when they come to see us, learned helplessness. They've really given up, so we're going to talk about that. And of course, they're perceived barriers to employment. And notice I said perceived. Okay. Uh, we're going to talk about how you flush out client barriers and objections before you even begin the career exploration process, because they've already got fear, fears and barriers in place, and they're not going to move forward unless we address them. So shifting their perceptions about, about what's possible for themselves. We're going to talk about the fears that they have and how we can challenge them. You know the fears I'm talking about. Um, I'm too old. I don't have enough education. We're going to get into those. And uh, these are, again, identifying limiting beliefs. By doing that, we can unlock their potential. And that's really what we're talking about when we say energizing. And that's how you find their passions. So basically, helping them live the life they love. And, and you'll see how that can be done. I'm going to give you some case examples. I'm going to walk you through probably four or five cases. And you can see exactly how that process worked for me. And then some tools for the job search. What are some tools you can give to these clients? Now, the very first thing that I want to mention is rapport building. Do you know how important listening really is? When I visit with my clients, and I know you guys don't go out into their homes, but I do, but it doesn't matter, the whole listening process, by the time I'm done at their place, really listening to what's happened in their lives and where they are, do you know what they say? Almost inevitably, you're the first person that ever listened to me. And I know now that I've got rapport and I've got trust. And once I have that, I know I can move on. I can shake up their beliefs if I need to then at a later date. I remember the very first visit I did as a vocational consultant. I had to go out to a lady who, had, uh, who was suffering from a motor vehicle accident. Well, I got out there my very first visit, very enthusiastic about doing a great job with this lady. She invited me in her home. She was very gracious. And then as soon as I opened up my notebook to start asking her questions and do the interview... She took my notebook away and threw it across the room. And she said, how many more times do I have to tell this story? How many more times do I have to relive my accident? Isn't anybody listening? And then she took all her papers, and she had a file of papers of all the physician visits she had had and insurance company papers, and she flung them across the room. And then she threw them at me, and she stood over me, and I was almost cowering in my chair, and I was really listening. And, 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 and so I let her get it all out. And you know what I did? I was working for a company, my very first job, and I thought, if I don't walk out with information, I could be fired, but I'm willing to do that. So I said, you know what? I put my pad of paper away. I said, I think it's much more important for me to sit down and listen. And you know what? Five hours later, five hours later. But after that, she, you know, we talked about her fears and her barriers and so on, and we moved her along. So that's how important rapport really is. And what you're telling people when you're listening is you're setting up an intentional relationship with them. You're letting them know that you do care. And you know, the other thing about rapport is finding common ground. I'm always looking to see if I can find something in common with somebody, whether it's cooking, uh, sharing a love of music, Maybe it's just having children, but I always look for something because we all like somebody who's like ourselves. And so I always find something in common with them because they're listening. 
And then, of course, mirroring their communication style. Basically, if you're, if you're meeting with somebody, you want to mirror. Like some people are very kinesthetic type of people. They like to touch things and, and feel things and understand things very slowly. Some people, like myself, I'm a very visual learner, so I like to, um, I like to talk really quickly sometimes, but I've had to really you know, gear myself down. So when you're meeting with somebody, try and mirror the way that they communicate. Their communication style is all I'm talking about, okay? It just fits, it fits better. The five keys to career change, really looking at people's career expectations, are they realistic? You know, some people come in and they think the world is possible, and, and that's actually not a bad place to start. And some people really don't believe they can be anything. So you've got one extreme to the other. You know what? I was at, a, I was at an airport last October, and... Uh,